Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern and back with me for week number four in Psalm 119 is my dear friend Melina Puente. Hi Melina, thanks for being here. Hey Carrie. So we have spent the last three weeks in Psalm 119. We started out in verse 18, then we went to verse 71, and last week verse 105. And you chose for our final week in Psalm 119, verse 160. Now, this was quite a challenge, wasn't it? Picking (laughs) four verses out of 179, that was kind of a big feat, but... You chose the verse this week, and so I'm going to let you go first with the truth in just a minute, but I wanted to set you up by letting all of us know that this week we are in the 20th Hebrew letter, which is Resh, and if I were to summarize these eight verses, which would be 153 through 160, I would summarize it by saying that revival comes from the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the comparison that the psalmist is trying to make in this rush section is that the affliction of this world, the challenges, the suffering of this world, which is a theme throughout this psalm, Mm -hmm. are overcome by our affection for the word. So the affliction of my world, whatever suffering, whatever difficulty, whatever hardship, whatever trial is going to fade and it's going to minimize and it's going to basically, you know, slowly go out of focus the more I fall in love with God's word. So affliction of this world pales in affection for God's word. So we're going to zero in on just verse 60 this week, but all of us in our own time should be looking at, if not all of Psalm 119, check out this 20th Hebrew letter, Resh. It starts in 153, and it talks a lot about, God, look at me, see my suffering, see my affliction, see all the ridiculous antics that the wicked are doing. I'm being persecuted. I have many troubles. There's much affliction in my life, but God, I'm going to remain true to you. I'm going to remain faithful to your word. And so now our verse 160 is the last verse of this rush section. And it says, the very essence or entirety, every one of your words is truth, which also means it's infallible. It's inerrant. Every one of your righteous regulations will stand forever or will stand eternally. Mm. So the very essence, God, the entirety of your words are truthful, they're infallible, they're inerrant, and every one of your just or righteous words, regulations, you can put any word you want in there, (laughs) laws, statutes, commandments, every one of them is going to stand forever, stand eternally. So it's almost like two different thoughts that are being put together here in this verse, which is kind of convenient because we can unpack it almost as a truth and a choice, these two thoughts. Mm. I'm not saying you have to do it that way, Melina. That's just how my (laughs) brain processes it. So how did you first pull out a truth and what was that truth from this verse? I know this verse has importance to you. Uh, why? Why did you pick this verse? What's the truth? And how does this impact your life? 
the power of God's word when I first came to the Lord and experiencing the shift in my life of the peace it brought or the clarity it brought. But what really honed in for me as I continued to study was the idea that it stands forever, that it's everlasting, mm-hmm. that those are the things that when I want to look up into the heavens and I see the stars or when I, when I pray and I wanted, there's that belief, that faith that what he has said is true. And so for me, that truth is there's that, that unfailing hope. I have hope in this word because it's never going to go away. It's never going to fail. And one of the prayers that I pray for my friends closes like this. It's in Deuteronomy 20 and it's verse four. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies, and he will give you victory. Mm-hmm. And that's truth. This is Deuteronomy. This is Old Testament. This is still a promise about God's character and his word and what's powerful and true about who he still is today. Mm-hmm. I can read that and go, that's truth. Mm-hmm. And so there's a hope for me, Carrie, in the word of God that that just pales to everything else. It's just Mm -hmm. the everlasting piece of it. Mm -hmm. So the truth along with that is that if we want hope, we need to be in God's word. Yes. And along with your truth, mine parallels it very well because I'm reading this and meditating on this passage. And because I looked at it in the Hebrew and kind of unpacked multiple meanings. So as I was reading it, I was expounding on it. Our New Living Translation says the very essence, but other translations say the entirety or every one of your words. There are multiple ways that you can translate this, but the picture that you get in the Hebrew is that everything I need is found in every one of your words. So what do I need? I need power when I speak, not for my own benefit, but that if I am speaking truth, the lies of the enemy and the lies spoken over me or about me are defeated. So that's what the psalmist is saying here. If you look at it in the context that it was written, he's talking about all of the people that are making fun of him, all of the people that are, you know, making up lies and starting rumors and they're disparaging him, his enemies. And so he's writing this in the context of, I have power and authority because your word is true. I don't have power and authority in and of myself, but your word is that through me. What else do we need, Melina? We need protection. And the psalmist is constantly in this psalm talking about God. Your word is my protection. Your word is my fortress. Your word is my safe dwelling place. And we need protection in this world. And it's not just physical. Probably not a lot of us listening to this podcast are in physical danger right now. But we might be in emotional danger or spiritual danger, and we need God's protection. And we find that in the safety and the statutes of his word. We also need provision. Yes. And the picture that we get here in every one of your words is my truth. It's infallible. It's what I need. If I need provision spiritually, it's because I am a spirit being. What am I feeding on? I feed my human being food, but what do I feed my spirit? I feed my spirit God's word. So if I'm not feeding my spirit God's word, I'm starving. So what the psalmist is trying to paint here for us, and it's important that we unpack this a bit so we get this, is he's saying because your words are the very 
essence of truth. They are everything that I need as a spirit being to survive. And then along with that, not only is your word the very core, the very essence, the very pinnacle of truth, but it's the only thing that will stand forever. Yes. So inherent in the truth then comes the choice. What is the choice, Melina, that we need to make out of this passage? The plain foundation of my life has to be structured and built on the truth. It has to be on the eternal things. The foundation of my life. And I mean, you can compartmentalize life and like with my family or at my job or, you know, I'm part of a nonprofit, whatever that thing you're involved with, the foundation, what am I building on? I have to be able to examine that because there's things I like to do. Sure. But I want to be able to take time and pray and remember that what I want to be about is the things that are eternal, the things that will last forever. Mm-hmm. And I got a first glimpse of this understanding of the value of it. I was teaching and it was my first year teaching and I'm coaching, uh, sorry, I'm teaching kids how to dribble. Now I played basketball in college, Carrie. I know how to dribble. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, if you would have been in my class, you are so lucky that I get to teach you how to dribble. Now, so much pride there. So much pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here I am in front of 60 kids that are in sixth grade, captive audience. I'm going to teach them how to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And I have a little kid, this girl raised her hand, and I'm thinking she's got a great question for me. And I asked her, yes. And her question was, are you Mexican? <laughs> She didn't want to know about your dribbling skills. She didn't. I just said, yes, I I, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I said, yes, I am. Proceeded my lesson, Carrie, not even four minutes later. She raises her hand again. And I'm thinking, okay, surely she knows we're talking about basketball here. And she says, are you 100% Mexican? (laughs) Oh, she wanted to connect with you. And I will tell you, that was what the spirit showed me, that you know, and this took a couple years. I mean, that's my first year teaching. I didn't know Jesus yet. And as I've grown uh, in my position as in education, as a teacher, and now as an administrator, the value of relationship, the value of what I pour into someone, is it the truth? Am I pouring into that? What kind Mm -hmm. of character am I giving away? What kind of life am I speaking over them? As a choice, what am I building on? Because if my foundation daily isn't being about eternal things, I, I surely cannot give them away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was interesting that you chose this verse too, because I remember it must be five or six years ago now, your focus for the year was building on only what is eternal. And you said over and over and over and over, what is eternal? What are the eternal things? And yes. am I investing in the eternal things today? I remember because you repeated it all the time. And you had four pillars that you chose for you. It was personal. Yeah. But you had these four pillars. It was like a foundation. Like I am going to build a house or my life on the foundation of these building blocks. I've got yes. these four cornerstones And these are the building blocks of the eternal. I'm going to build on these eternal things. So what were those four things? Yes, I remember uh, being in prayer and having a picture. Now, I'm I'm not in construction, so I have no idea. But I just know that (laughs) they do put – I know that people do put like wood around, make a shape, and then they pour cement in it. And then they can start building. So I had this picture of this big square that was being 
I had cement pouring into it while I was praying, and I just picture, and it's, it's like I was walking around it, and the voice of the Lord, and just really the Spirit, just real quiet, going, um, you've got to build on me. You've got to build things on me. And every corner we walked around, it was like, this is my love. This is my faithfulness. This is my word. This is about my kingdom. And Melina, I need you to build. Whatever you want to be about, it's got to be built on things that will last forever. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, the word of God. Yes, the love of God that is forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his faithfulness is unchanging. His kingdom will stand forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, his word, as we we're reading right now in this verse, it stands forever. Mm-hmm. And I love that, Melina, because I think a lot of people listening to this podcast would say, well, I don't know how to build on the eternal things. Like, I don't I don't know how to apply this verse to my life. I know the word of God stands forever. I want to be about that, but I work at a bank or like Melina, I work at a school or I'm a lawyer or... I'm a city clerk or fill in the blank. You know, I, I work at a convenience store or a grocery store. How do I build on the eternal? And I love that example that you just shared, because I really believe that if we ask, Lord, how do I invest my life in your kingdom? How do I invest in the eternal things at my job today? Even if it's not what we would consider a full-time ministry position like you, you're working in a school or a bank or a convenience store or a hospital. Like I am just doing my job. I don't know how to invest in the eternal things or build the kingdom. If you ask him, he will show you. And it will probably be some very simple relational things like what you just shared, loving, loving a child that wants to invest in you instead of know how smart you are and seeing that child and loving them and speaking life over them. You know, because God's word is eternal, we can just quote it over people. They don't even know we're quoting scripture, but we can speak life and truth, a paraphrase of God's word over people. And that's going to last forever. And I know this as a speaker, a preacher, I constantly get messages from people that heard me speak 20, 25 years ago. They have no idea any of the illustrations, any of the (laughs) things that I said that may or may not be funny, but they remember the scripture. Mm -hmm. They remember how God spoke to them through scripture. And I'll scratch my head. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember preaching on that scripture, but that's how powerful God's word is. It never goes away. And once it impacts us, it impacts us forever. So as we're all looking at this choice, along with the choice you set out there, I'm going to help it to become a little bit more applicable. You set the example. Now I'm going to help with the application. I would love for all of us to choose to ask the Lord in our prayer time, how can I choose to invest in the eternal things? Build your kingdom through my job, through my family, through the life that you have entrusted to me and the place that you have planted me. How do I see people speak life and your truth over them? How do I pour out your love, your word, your truth, even if it's not allowed, air quote, I can't quote scripture over people, but I can still speak your truth. How do I invest in the eternal things today? Because there is only one thing that we're going to do that's going to outlast us in our human form. And that is the word of God through us. And because we can't last forever, not in this state, not in this body, but God's word will. So us 
sending that out, imparting that, speaking that, investing, sowing those seeds, that will last forever. That is the best use of our time and energy. And I talk to so many people, Melina, that are a little discouraged, not feeling like they're making a difference. And they'll say, oh, Carrie, well, I just do this or that for a living. I'm I'm not really impacting anybody. I'm not really making a difference. And I want to challenge that notion today. Yes. If this word is saying every single one of your truths is righteous and it's going to last forever, it doesn't matter where we're at today or what we're doing or who's in front of us or if we're just talking to people on the phone or on a camera, on our computer, we can still be the light and the love of God and we can still speak his truth over hungry and dry and weary souls that are so desperate for the word that you said earlier, the hope that is found in the word of God. And we need to be in the word of God to have hope because we can't give it away if we don't have it. Amen. So if I want to give hope away, If I want to give away those four pillars that you talked about, I need to be in God's word. And then I'm sharing that with every life I touch, whether or not I'm technically preaching a message or attaching a Bible verse to it. Right. Isaiah 47 through 8 really is a iteration of our verse. It says, the grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. And then this is so important that in 1 Peter 24 through 25, <laughs> Isaiah 47 through 8 is quoted. 1 Peter 1, 24 through 25 says this, as the scriptures say, quoting Isaiah, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So along with our choice comes encouragement. Don't be discouraged. Don't believe the lie that you're not making a difference where you're planted. You're going to fade. Your grass will wither. But you get to choose today what comes out of your mouth and what you give away and what you're investing in. It's not a job title. It's an availability to see people, to love people, to breathe hope and life and the truth of God's word over them. Yes. And sometimes we say that with no words at all, don't we, Melina? Yep, that's true. How many days is it a hug? Is it a smile? Is it a I see you or listening to somebody that needs an ear? There are so many ways that we can show up and we can participate in the truth of God's word, even if we can't, in our job context, attach a Bible scripture reference. We can still speak it. We can still live it. And that is our encouragement, regardless of where we're at, regardless of what our dynamic is at work. That's our encouragement that comes with the choice this week. So Melina, would you close us in prayer that we would live this verse out and that we would continue to meditate on Psalm 119 because there's just so much in here, but all of it goes back to this thing, this one thing, which is without the word of God, we're starving, we're blind, we're deaf, we're dumb, barely making it down the path of life. 
And the word of God is our spiritual nourishment. And we need to feed on it so that we have hope that we would be the light and the love of Jesus to a dark and very discouraged world around us. Would you pray for us? Lord, I thank you that the power of your word can move through us. And the only way that that power gets um, released, Lord, is if we take it in. So as a spirit being, let your word be our fuel. Let your word be a daily meal. Um, And Lord, sometimes I like to eat a big dinner. So may your word be just big dinner so that we, your people, could go to the places you've assigned us, the places you have given us authority and to be able to reflect your truth, your word, that it would come out of us in our word or in our action. Lord, that even in our presence, you dwell in us, that we would give away your peace even in that space. That's truth as well. So Lord, may you continue to put a hunger in us for your word, that we would continue to dive deep into it, to know who you are more, that we would become more like your son Jesus through it, that we'd be able to use the gifts you've given us and maximize the truth that we give away. And Lord, I thank you for your protection through your word. I thank you for the healing through your word. And I thank you for the opportunity to give your word away that all power, all glory, and honor be yours in all that we think, all that we do, and all that we say. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.